Hello and welcome to Tarot Bites. I'm Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of the Tarot Coloring Book and the co-author of Tarot for Troubled Times. I'm also your host for this podcast series. This is episode 147 of Tarot Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining, bite-sized lessons on how to read tarot. And for today's episode, our topic is tarot and life coaching. And I'm speaking with my friend, Jay Ryan Kent. Welcome, Jay Ryan. Hi, Teresa. Thanks for having me. I'm very pleased to have you here. Uh, We met not that long ago in Minneapolis, face-to-face. We've been friends online for a while. So uh, it's so good that we finally got to connect in real life. I love that. I, I w- it was an honor to meet you. Your class was phenomenal. Um, and, you know, just getting to see you uh, in real life, it was kind of a dream come true. Well, it was also a, I also have to say, a dream come true to meet you in real life, too. Because, again, you know, when you're meeting people online, and I meet so many of my peers online, and mm-hmm. so many of them have interesting things, interesting ways they approach tarot. So when I get to meet someone in person, it's exciting for me. And one of the things that I found really interesting when we talked briefly is you mentioned that you're a life coach. Mm-hmm. And that caught my attention because I know a lot of life coaches and business coaches, and you're also a tarot reader and you blend the two. So to me, that's very fascinating. Um, and, you know, I think there are a lot of people right now that are using tarot in different ways. Like, for example, ter- uh, there's therapists like Jessica Dore, who's using them for therapy. So mm-hmm. the life coaching angle really got my attention. So what I'd like you to do, first of all, is could you tell my audience what a life coach is so they understand? A life coach is somebody who is going to uh, work with their clients uh, on their goals, whether it's, you know, you're working on a dissertation and we're mapping out, okay, you have to do, uh, you know, this about your dissertation this week, and then you come back and we check in and we kind of go over that. Or maybe you're uh, trying to get your life reorganized Marie Kondo style. And, you know, I'm somebody who would be more than happy to come over and be like, okay, so what can we do in this room? What can we do to sort of bring in the flow and kind of help you feel like you're succeeding in room A, B, C? Uh, and then, you know, so it, they cover a variety of topics. The ones I mainly cover, I do uh, lifestyle coaching in terms of let's talk about, okay, you want to go uh, change your change your life. It doesn't have to be like a crazy drastic change. Maybe you want to figure out how to schedule an hour a day just to go for a walk. Uh, you know, you, you want to figure out how do I actually disengage from giving everybody my everything and not paying myself first. And so that's something I do. And then I also do a little bit of romance coaching. So some couple, uh, you know, sessions and then also some career oriented uh, sessions as well. Because like you, you know, we, we didn't really have a roadmap for building this thing that we're doing. Um, and so when you're finding working with people who are like, I really want to do X, Y, Z, but I have no idea how. I'm like, let's go. Let's dive right in. So well, that's- it- Oh, oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you tell we're from the Midwest? Um, but uh, I, uh, I really do cover quite a, bit, a variety of topics. So, and the tarot is really applicable to all of those. Well, I find that really interesting. You know, when you mentioned the Marie Kondo thing too, you know, I'm always on a quest to declutter my life. Mm-hmm. And so let's use me as an example real quick. Let's say I need you to declutter, help me to declutter this this house, I will say my house, my office looks like a library and a church threw up in it. So how would you, as, how would you as a life coach walk me through something like that? 
I would start off by, uh, you know, what are the things uh, that you can see uh, right from like just standing in the room that you know you want to keep? Okay. Uh, and they're usually like, oh, I want to keep this desk here. I want to keep this bookshelf here. Okay. Uh, and then let's walk over, like, for example, uh, you know, I might be like, okay, let's, let's take a look at this tarot kit sitting uh, right there. And, you know, why not? Yeah, exactly. And why not, uh, you know, tell me how you feel about it. And oftentimes what happens is people look at me and they look at the item I'm asking them and tell me how they feel about it. And they go, well, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm like, well, what do you mean you don't know? So I'm like, fine, let's pull a card on it. And then you can tell me what the card says, what you're getting from the card. And so that's where the tarot comes in. I'm like, they're like, they might pull like the, maybe the four of swords. They're like, I don't know. I don't feel excited about this. I don't feel like I want to dive into this. I feel like I just want to like, let it sit. I'm like, well, it can sit somewhere else. Put it, put it in the bag, you know? And so we, we go from there. Okay. Then, so, oh, go ahead. Oh, and then, and then we kind of discover your style once we sort of pare down some of the clutter. Well, while we're talking, the card I pulled for my clutter situation is the five of swords. So I think it's interesting you said the four of swords. Okay. So let's, let's pretend you're, let's, well, no, let's not pretend. You know, I need all the help I can get. <laughs> <laughs> so I got the five of swords. What would you tell me if I was right now, we're doing work, I need to declutter this, this place. What can you tell me about the five of swords? How would you work with me? So if you pull the five of swords, well, like you did, I, I actually want to have a question for you is what about your space right now is making you feel as if it's running the show? You know, what about the space is making it, making you feel as if you're not the one deciding things? I will tell you also the five of swords is my most hated card in the deck. And I think the biggest thing for me is I have so many books and I always feel I need a new book. And then I start the book and I don't finish the book. So I think what's really, what the big problem is, is I'm always in this pursuit of knowledge. I always want to learn everything. I want to know everything. And I can't know or learn everything. And then it gets really frustrating. And then I just toss it. So then yeah, maybe that's that, it. You walk into that room and you're starting to feel a little like overwhelmed because you have all this stuff just staring at you. Yes. So, I mean, so that something to tackle first and foremost would just be, let's just focus on the books, you know, forget about organizing the desk right now, forget about organizing the shelving. Let's take out all the books and figure out what are your essentials. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and then, uh, cause you can always, you know, if you, if you have a list of books that you want to read, but you're like, I don't have time right now, I can't promise that these, gonna, these are going to get done in the next year, then um, make a list of the ones that you want to come back to. Donate them or, or, or sell them. Um, and then just get the ebooks when you're ready. I love that. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like the figure here. He's dropping some of the swords and only taking a few away with him. Mm -hmm. Got and, it. Yeah. So it's all about paring it down. But that's the five of swords. And I think that's maybe, maybe one of the reasons you struggle with it. I think a lot of people, myself included, it's the getting, getting started and paring it down. It's so mm -hmm. overwhelming. It is, especially when you see the library I have. Now, my library does not, um, it does not, uh, you know, it's not as comparable as Mary Greer's. I saw a picture of hers. I was like, oh, my God, if I got in that library, this would be problematic. This would yeah. be problematic. I'd be going nuts. But hers looks a lot more orderly than mine. So we'll give Mary credit on that. So anyhow, how does one become a life coach? 
Well, I am um, uh, going through the program uh, through Mentor Mentor Coach. Uh, and because right now there is no official, uh, you must have certification to call yourself a life coach. It's not like a counselor or a therapist, you know, you, you start calling yourself that and without the certification, like I know Jessica Dore has a certification. Um, but if somebody were to call themselves without it, there'd be legal ramifications and they'd quickly find themselves having to shutter lots of doors. Um, but with life coaching, it is such a broad range of topics. Um, and it covers such a broad, uh, field that there's no, um, you know, certification per se, uh, much like tarot, you know, there's, I, I know how, that you, how you feel about certification when it comes to tarot, uh, as well. And so it's a little bit like that. The reason I'm going for certification through mentor coach, which is a set of classes, uh, that you do, uh, throughout the course of the year. And, um, they cover many different things. For example, mentor coach covers like ADHD uh, coaching, which is something I'm very interested in as well as I got my ADHD diagnosis a year ago. Um, but they cover also business coaching and uh, you know general lifestyle coaching. And so one of those things is they teach you like you know what tools you can use and they help you build a specific toolkit. So instead of uh, going it alone, you kind of have someone teaching you how to build and customize and revamp your toolkit as needed. I think actually for, um, for life coaching, I think the certification or going through the training is really actually important. Yes. Because, you know, there are certain steps in uh, coaching that's very different than a tarot reading. Right. And knowing how to work with, you know, people in a system for mm-hmm. coaching, I think really makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of places that offer training for coaches. I think for tarot people too, and I we could get into a whole rabbit hole here on tarot certification. The problem with certification for tarot is, you know, um, it leads to bureaucracy in the tarot industry, and we do not need that. That's problematic, but we won't go on that topic. I'll save that for another time. It's a really hot one around tarot people. It's one that has many, many different viewpoints, and I'm one of those people that's like, get a lot of training, get a mentorship, work with somebody, but you know what? Let's be careful about approaching that in tarot. Because um, from what I've seen in, in terms of certification courses in general, not just speaking to tarot, uh, they can uh, be intimidating in terms of financial accessibility. Um, and in, in some fields that I've, I've looked into, they can feel a little, you know, classist and... Yep elitist and that doesn't breed a feeling of welcoming and like you want to be doing this for very long so why invest potentially the thousands of dollars into something that's going to make you eventually burn out i totally agree 100 mm-hmm. percent. and i think but i think it's important to note that uh with coaching um it's it's so it's it's very free form in a way because every coach has a different approach uh which i didn't mean to rhyme but i did um but um you know, for example, if you're working, um, and I would love to uh, hear Jessica Dore uh, speak on um, this a bit more, but I was talking to another uh, psychologist turned Reiki practitioner slash tarot reader who left her uh, private practice. And she was telling me that she was nervous to involve Reiki or tarot in her uh, psychology practice because the boards, you know, if one person complains, that's it. You're, you're done. 
Mm -hmm. Um, and so she was like, there wasn't a lot of, you know, uh, openness in terms of where she was with what she, you know, with what she wanted to bring into her practice, but coaching allowed her a bit more freedom and the ability to customize and reach uh, clients that would work well with her and her vision. And that's a very good example, again, of what, why there is some danger around tarot certification. If you have somebody who's saying what you can and can't do, it really, it, it creates a climate where people are not free to do things in a way that feels genuine to them. And mm-hmm. I love what you said also about the price tag being elitist and classist. And that is a huge problem because, you know, for many people, I mean, when I, when I started reading tarot, I was a kid. When I started doing it for a profession, I was very poor. The idea of having to go through an extremely expensive certification or being told I had to would have made it really unreachable for me. It would have made it so that I would have maybe shied away from doing it as a business. So I, I'm totally down with what you're saying on that. Yeah. And the interesting thing really quick, I want to throw in there as yeah. well. I actually went back and forth about getting the certification for about two years Mm -hmm. uh, because I come from a family where we're not exactly richy rich Mm -hmm. and um, you know, doing this, I'm not, I'm I'm doing this uh, as, as full time as I can right now. Although I do have a full time day job in addition to this. And so uh, you know, it was not something I thought would fit in my budget, but mentor coach really worked with me and they were like, no, we can make this work. Like it's fine. Yeah, so that helps. Um, yeah, exactly. Like the price tag is still expensive. Uh, it's about uh, a semester of school, uh, mm-hmm. you know, but over the course, like you pay for the class in chunks. So you pay by class, by installment. Yeah, see, that makes a huge difference. And it makes it again so that everybody can have an opportunity or have access so that they can have an opportunity if they want to add life coaching to their their tarot practice or whether they just want to become a life coach, you know? So I, I really appreciate programs that make it accessible like that. But see, that's not something I knew. Um, when I was looking at the website, I actually, I was like, okay, there's, I need to get some answers. So I actually picked up the phone and called. So ah. if, if anyone is listening to this and they're like, well, the website says this double check, pick up the phone. Is there a phone number? Give them a call, shoot them an email. Um, because they may be like, oh yeah, I knew that in my head, but it didn't make it on the website. So here's how it is. I love that. I really do. So let me ask you this now. I mean, we gave a really nice miniature example of you using your life coaching skills with tarot. Is there ever a time not to use tarot for life coaching? Yeah, I don't use my, um, tarot with all of the clients I work with. Um, sometimes, Uh, It ends up being more of a, you know, talking them through things and sort of letting them lead themselves. They just need a sounding board. They don't necessarily need, you know, cards on the table, pulling them away from their their processing. Um, And a lot of people I work with uh, do happen to have ADHD, which is a nice synchronicity because I don't, they don't actively seek me out for that. Mm -hmm. And then it comes out that they have it. And a lot of people who have ADHD are verbal processors. Um, And I don't know if you have a verbal processor in your life. Oh, yes. <laughs> I have lots of them. <laughs> yeah, and see, the thing is, it's great. But uh, one thing I noticed very quickly is my partner started to kind of just nod along. And he'd be like, yep, yeah, mm-hmm, uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, I'm kind of boring him to death. 
But if you have somebody in your corner that is invested in hearing you, because not only um, is this their passion, but this is what they're doing with life, you know, their, their career, um, then you can talk my ear off all you want. I'll be engaged. I'll, I'm here for you because uh, this is what I've chosen to do. I'm not just a significant other that you're rambling at. You know, I'm, I'm letting you get it all out there and then we'll help you sift through it. Well, I'm a words of affirmation person, so I actually am a verbal processor. And sometimes it's so funny that you say that I'll have an issue that I'm processing and I want to talk about it. My husband says, didn't you just talk about that last week? Why are you bringing this up again? I'm like, because I'm not done, you know? So, yeah. So (laughs) what I'd like to know, now we did a a quick little one card spread to help Mm -hmm. your clients. And I think, I think one card readings are often so to the point and so helpful and, you know, especially for people who are ADHD, even though I've never been diagnosed with that, I really know that I'm a Gemini. My attention's all over the damn place. So, you know, I know sometimes just pulling one card, it gives me one thing to focus on. Let me get down to business when I just do a regular tarot reading. And so I can see exactly how that can be effective. But are there any other spreads or tips that you have for maybe a life coach who's listening right now and how they might, what they might use with their tarot, with their my coaching clients. Mm-hmm. One thing I have found particularly useful, it's really difficult for me to go in to a session and attempt to have uh, pre-built spreads in my head. Uh, so I will let them, you know, verbally process, introduce me to why I'm there. And then I will build the spread, uh, you know, around what they're kind of looking for. Um, or maybe I'll pull one out that's been pre-built that I'm like, okay, I wait, I know there's a spread for that. So let's do this one. Um, but I won't go in thinking we're going to do this five card spread followed by the Celtic cross followed by, you know, I'll kind of customize it, uh, to what they're actually looking for. That reminds me very much of the approach by Gail Fairfield. Are you familiar with Gail Fairfield? Um, I know the name, but I don't know the approach. So what Gail, Gail Fairfield, let me say it right. I know James Wells was really um, influenced by her. Um, and she wrote, she wrote a few tarot, she wrote tarot and astrology books. I think her, uh, let me just double check it really quick. The wonderful thing about being online is I can quickly check it. So she wrote a book called Everyday Tarot, a choice centered oh. book. And she also wrote choice centered relating in the tarot and choice centered astrology. And I have all of the books. I think Everyday Tarot by Gail Fairfield is really a classic book. And I think this is a book that would really lend well to life coaches or really any tarot reader because what she talks about in that book is exactly like what you're doing where it's like you create a spread based on the questions um, that the client may be asking. So I love that you do that. Yeah. It's such a great process. It is because it also allows them to see that, you know, uh, the tarot is something that they could use as well. Like if they're, if if you can't afford a life coach, uh, buy a pack of one. Um, (laughs) I love that. You know, and so I I never discourage people from saying, oh, I want to grab a deck of cards and maybe do this at home. Because I'm not, I'm not like, oh, no, you must hire me. I mean, that would be nice. That would be great. Um, I'd be super thrilled to take you on and help, help you out. But if you're on a budget and you want to learn how to do this for yourself and you want a focusing tool for more things than, than you could cover in one session, uh, you know, then grab a deck. And it doesn't have to be divination-based, although I do have a soft spot for divination and fortune-telling in my heart because um, that's how I started out. Um, I think using it as a practical tool 
uh, not only helps the person doing it, but actually it also helps the reputation and um, uh, image of tarot overall because people get a broader picture of what tarot can do. Because I always say tarot really can do anything. Yes, you know, it can. It can predict the future, sure, but you know, and, and fortune telling events, and I believe that I've, I've I've had readings where that's happened, but it can also tell you, look, this room is a mess, and here's how you fix it. It's a manual for life. Oh yeah. I mean, I really believe that. You know, when you pull a card, like if let's say, let's say we pull the Page of Pentacles, mm-hmm. so they're used as an example. I mean. If let's say you're asking about your finances and they're a mess, I mean, this could be saying, okay, start where you are right now. Start small, small habits. A new mm-hmm. beginning doesn't have to start big. It can start small. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you could be really getting your own guidance here on maybe beginning a new budget or maybe looking at your expenses under the microscope and just starting small. That could be you know, a way to use it in your own coaching if you're coaching yourself too. Exactly that, you know, and I think that the problem a lot of people run into when they want to um, go into uh, coaching or any new field, really, they feel like they have to spend oodles and oodles of money getting all the props and all the things and all the, you know, and I'm like, no, like just, you know, like you pulled the page of pentacles and you should start where you are. And I'm like, that's exactly what it is, uh, because we are starting uh, with what we have and what we have right now is the knowledge we bring from our life experience the the knowledge that we want to use this to help other people and we'll learn the rest as we go so we are starting out as the page and frequently i find myself in that page persona because i'm learning with my client yes Um, yeah and i uh i can't go in and you know act like the king when that's not what they need what they need is somebody who's on the same page as them I love that. That is so beautiful. You know, I think sometimes too, you know, people come to us and I do see us as kings or hierophants that we have this hidden knowledge and we really don't. They have the knowledge within them. And what we're here to do as readers or life coaches or therapists, we're here to pull that information out and show it to them so that they can sort their lives out themselves. Mm -hmm. We're just here to assist. That's what we're here to do. Exactly. Um, we're very much the hermits shining the light, you know, where it needs to be. Um, one thing I was just going to say, uh, uh, in particular about this, this, uh, particular program I'm going through is their focus on what they call positive, positive psychology. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, very often you can go to a, a person and, and you get nervous. And I've heard this with tarot readers. I've heard this with, uh, coaches. I've heard this with therapists. You get nervous that this person sitting there is going to go, well, here are all the things wrong with you. Here are all the problems that you have to fix. And it's a longer list. It's going to take you 25 years in addition to sorting out the previous 25 years of trauma and abuse and blah, 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 blah. That is super intimidating and Mm. not at all, uh, you know, it's not feasible. Tackling all that work in in order to, you know, I don't know, uh, manage a budget seems Mm. insane. And so positive psychology really focuses on meeting the clients where they are. And so I love that you pulled the page of pentacles with that because that's exactly what it is. Um, and it, you know, and you really are coming in and you're saying, I believe in you. Me, as yeah. coach, I believe in you. I know you can do this because you're here. So yeah. it's, it's like, let's do this. Let's go. Just showing up is the first thing. Yep. 
So I really appreciate you showing up today to talk about this. And I'm hoping that you're writing a book on this because I think you have, okay, okay. I'll be, you know, I'm going to be keeping an eye on that because I think that there's something really great that you could be digging in here from your perspective Mm -hmm. that could probably be incredibly helpful for people who love tarot, but also for people who are looking to make their lives better. Mm -hmm. So go ahead. Oh, no, I was just breathing. You're good. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) so where can people find you? Where can they work with you? Give me the dirt. All right. Well, I'm on all social media, Instagram, um, Facebook, Twitter as the Tarot Life Coach. Um, and then I'm also on um, the tarotlifecoach.com. If they want to reach out to me, it's jryan at the tarotlifecoach.com. Uh, and I am planning a couple other things that are uh, potentially uh, you know, going to be happening in the next like six months or so that are YouTube related. So, so we'll see. Well, you'll definitely have to keep me posted so I can let people know all about this YouTube thing. So please do. Oh, for sure. And I hope to have you back again soon sometime, Jay Ryan. That would be fabulous. And, and once this, uh, once this uh, YouTube thing kicks off, and we'll, we'll have to have a conversation, you and I, Teresa Reed. That sounds great. I'm totally down with that. Awesome. All right. This has been another great conversation. And hopefully for my listeners, You've gotten inspired. You've gotten some information about what a life coach is about. If you're a tarot reader, maybe you want to think about becoming a life coach. Now you know some steps to doing it. Or if you're somebody who's curious about tarot and want to use it to better your life, uh, you know, definitely check out Jay Ryan. He might be able to help you out with that. And that wraps up this episode of Tarot Bites. You can check out lots more tarot goodness on my website, thetarolady.com. I've got free tarot and astrology lessons, the tarot coloring book, Tarot for Troubled Times, hundreds of blog posts, astrological forecasts, and plenty of other good things for you to scope out and enjoy. I want to thank you again for listening. I hope you have a beautiful day. And of course, I would love to request if you are enjoying the podcast, head on over to iTunes and leave a kind review because that helps more tarot curious people find their way to this little podcast. And as always, I like to close out by saying, pay close attention to your intuition throughout your day and let it guide you into making brave, excellent choices. Remember that you are always in the driver's seat of your life. You are in charge of your decisions, your plans, the action steps that you take or don't take. You're the boss. And if you don't like where your life is headed right now, you can change that. Nothing is ever fixed in stone. The tarot cards tell a story, but you write the ending.